0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Tuesday. I know I'm a little late today getting this episode out, out but it is a Tuesday episode. So uh, here we are. Didn't get to record on Monday night because of the college basketball national championship game, the final four, where the uh, the road ended, right, for, uh, for all the teams, well, four, three of the four teams, except for the 2022 national champions, the Kansas Jayhawks. What a game. That was Monday night. Uh, what a Final Four it was, uh, Saturday, the, the two games there. Uh, first game, Kansas kind of pulled away from Villanova early. I thought Villanova just ran out of gas and uh, was just too banged up to really hang in there. But uh, Kansas was the better team. And then we got an instant classic, really, on Saturday evening with Duke and North Carolina meeting in the Final Four. Their uh, 100th, well, what did I see? I saw uh, Coach K, obviously, was the story going in. And uh, he lost uh, his final game, uh, did not get to compete for the national championship, but lost in the final four to his rival, the North Carolina Tar Heels. So the Tar Heels uh, take Coach K down, uh, his final home game in Cameron Indoor Arena, uh, and then they end his career in the final four. And I saw a crazy stat that Coach K, that was the hundredth time he's played North Carolina, and he finished exactly 50 and 50. So uh, pretty wild there. Um, but, uh, congrats to coach K on an unbelievable career in, uh, for the Duke blue devils, one of the icons really of the sport and college basketball really is interesting that way. in that, um, the the coaches are really, are really the big names probably because they're there at the programs much longer than the players are. Um, even though there are some players sometimes who, who really stick out and some names that we remember forever. Um, but coach K, the, the, the game of college basketball, um, Congrats to him. We've, the college basketball has lost a, a true icon, a, a, a true Mount Rushmore of the sport. Uh, and it was North Carolina who, out of nowhere, even though they were in eights, uh, they're still one of the blue-blooded programs, right? They they down they took down Coach K and their rivals in Duke, got to the national championship game. Um, and I got to tell you, Saturday night, we had a lot of fun. Did, just planned to go to a friend's house and, and watch the game. There turned out to be some big party next door with a dance floor and lights and the, uh, the videos and all kinds of stuff everywhere. Turned into quite an evening Saturday night after a great basketball game. Uh, and then Monday night, a little more quiet. Just got to sit and watch the championship game. And I was in shock that North Carolina was up 15 and a half. I really was. I thought uh, they had a great team who I've watched a lot in the tournament here. Obviously, you the, the more teams go uh, deeper in the tournament. The, the more you get to watch them and i was just so impressed with so many of north carolina's guys um especially the, uh, their big man uh Arm- Arm- armando baycott who was injured uh, going into the game uh, brady Manick, he took a few shots to the uh, to the face there uh, early in the game uh he he toughened it out uh, their their quick guard love who was just a sharpshooter all tournament um didn't quite get uh, get hot there in the championship game monday night but uh, the Tar Heels were just, uh, man, they went on a, on a stretch there at the end of the second half where they were just uh, just firing away and couldn't miss and, and were defending. Um, they rebounded so well all night. Again, Baycott, the big man, was just, just dominant in there. Um, but it was Kansas, down to 15 at half, who came out fiery right away in the second half. Uh, Remy Martin, man, he didn't do much really most of the game uh, points-wise, but he hit like three or four big shots late in the second half. Uh, David McCormick, what a big dude, man, what a stud he was going up against Baycott. It was like they they were just banging in the post going on, and I felt so bad that Baycott got hurt at the end there. Uh, It was crazy that North Carolina did get another shot um, after uh, being down by three. They got the turnover, and they still had a shot with four seconds left. It looked like maybe they were going to get it to Manick coming off the – Uh, the 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 wing over there he fell down a lot of guys falling down on um, on monday night i don't know if you guys saw that uh it seemed to be some issues with the floor maybe i don't know maybe it was wet but um the uh the, the final shot by north carolina fell short and the kansas jayhawks became the uh their their fourth national championship in school history uh, it was basically the the Roy Williams Bowl, if you think about it. Head coach Roy Williams, who coached North Carolina, I think, to a couple of titles and took Kansas before that as a head coach to a championship game. Um, so he was kind of going to be happy either way, I guess. Uh, but his heart is, is definitely with Carolina. So I thought that was interesting. Just a lot of drama. I thought Kansas, they came out in the second half. And I thought they pressured the ball a lot more. There was a lot more ball pressure that kind of threw off the rhythm of North Carolina. It seemed like Um, North Carolina continued to hit the glass, got a lot of second chance shots, but just uh, too little too late there. As again, Kansas, they got hot late. They came out fiery, again, pressured the ball. Their defensive intensity definitely went up a bit and maybe North Carolina got a little complacent. I don't know. But uh, once Kansas tied that game, I mean, at that point, you got to be like, hey, here we go. It's game time, right? So uh, game time, you, yeah, the 15-point lead is gone. I, one of my high school basketball games, we were 14 in the fourth quarter in a playoff game, and we lost in triple overtime. I'm still mad about it. So I know what it's like to have a big lead in, uh, in a big game, not quite the final four anyway. Uh, let's see. What did I write down here? Um, so 15-point lead at half. Um, it was 47-29 to 29, uh, in the second half. I believe total scoring that was where Kansas uh, basically outscored uh, almost almost doubled the points the point total of. The uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, it was the largest comeback in NCAA title game history it was actually 16 points, even though it, uh, it was 15 points at half. So uh, congrats to the Kansas Jayhawks. I know my uh, one of my friend Mike Kearns, who ran track at Kansas way back when he's probably pretty happy. Um, so congrats to them. One of the blue blooded programs, my good friend Carlos Martinez, who lives in Kansas, huge uh, Kansas Jayhawk fan. I can't imagine what it was like at the, the power and light district in Kansas City few places I used to hang out, used to hang out in, uh, back in the old stomping grounds a a time or two. But I looked at the, uh, with Kansas winning their fourth title, uh, I looked at kind of the overall national championships by schools. And, um, it really is just a, a small group of schools that have not just multiple national titles, but, uh, a handful or so. And of course we know UCLA has 11. Uh, their last came in, in 95. Of course um, the other 10 were John Wooden. Kentucky has had eight again, recent relevance, North Carolina, six, Duke, five titles spread out there with coach gay coach K over a few uh, decades. Um, and Indiana with five, although they really haven't been relevant in in, in a while um, they're kind of on the the downward slump for sure. Kansas up with four and Yukon. Uh, with four, those are teams that have nearly a handful of uh national titles. I'll go, I'll throw in Villanova since so they were in the final four, they have three, and then there's a bunch of schools that have two national championships. So, uh, pretty, uh, pretty one sided, I guess, as far as who wins the national title in college basketball. Uh, those blue blooded programs you, you hear about often, but every now and then, like last season, Baylor getting in the national championship and, and, and winning winning that title game. Uh, Florida, a school you know, uh, what was it 15 years ago now. A school you only thought of really football. They win back-to-back national championships. Um, so it's just a matter really of, of, of who can win those six straight games, right? In back-to-back-to-back weekends, who can, who can put together three separate 2 and O weekends. You play kind of those two games a week throughout college basketball, whether you play Thursday, Saturday, or, or Saturday, Monday, or uh, Wednesday, Sunday, whatever it is. Uh, generally, that is the structure of college basketball, and I like that it kind of goes that way into uh, the postseason as well. If you just look at, yeah, you're supposed to look at things one game at a time, right? But if basically, you look at it in those chunks. Hey, two games this weekend, two games next weekend, two games the next week. It's you're a national champion if you can uh, go six and zero there. So, uh, after watching the entire tournament, nearly all sixty seven games, I, I still could sit here and say that it's the best postseason out there. It, there's nothing that compares. Um, the the instant immediate devastation of the uh, march madness we got to see it last year right after it was canceled in 2020 but to see it back with fans at all these different venues and, and just the crowds oh it was so great and i'm so glad that we are back to normal in uh, in 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 sports for the most part and and march madness i'm just Uh, Man, I can't wait till next year. And I know most of us, if we're honest, don't watch a ton of college basketball until maybe late February, maybe, uh, maybe March. But but it did not disappoint. And I'm looking forward to some more college basketball next season. All these guys are going to stay for one year and go elsewhere. But hey, still one of the best days, uh, best weekends, I'll say, in sports in, in the final four, two games Saturday and the game Monday night. And it got me thinking while I was watching the final four on Saturday. What are the best single days in sports? I know what the best weekends are. I know what the best, um, uh, you know, months are in sports, really. October for me is, is one of the best, hands down, best sports out there uh, with football going strong, uh, uh, excuse me, hockey starting up, Major League Baseball in the World Series, uh, basketball start. I mean, it's, it's just an incredible month. The weather starts to cool down. Um, but as far as single best days. I would argue that the NCAA Final Four up there is up there. That's Saturday, where it's the Final Four teams playing a national semifinals. Um, I don't know. I, I was trying to think what else is is up there as far as single day sporting events. Uh, I would go definitely the Super Bowl. Obviously, all eyes are on that. Um, kind of right before that, the AFC NFC Championship uh, Sunday. That's my favorite day of the year. The two the two championship games uh, that lead to the Super Bowl. Uh, what else did I write down here? This isn't a championship, but I think it, it is special. MLB Opening Day, all the teams or most of the teams, I should say, starting up their season. Um, there's all this hope, right? There's usually it's a day game. People take off of work. There's the there's the American flag and all these great the symbolism and everything out there it's like baseball is back so i think mlb opening day is special um i would say this i got some pushback on this but sunday the the following the the final round of the masters i think the masters to me is the, the best golf tournament out there the green jacket right i still don't know a ton about golf but i do know uh, a little bit about uh how special that day is and, and just it, it is fun there is an intensity About that sporting event, in my opinion, Uh, at least if you don't watch the whole weekend, the final day, the final hour or so, uh, man, every every stroke, every putt is just like, oh, here we go. Is he can he hold on or is he going to catch him? It's just awesome. Uh, And then finally, I put New Year's Day in college football. Um, I'm a big Rose Bowl guy. I didn't like when it had to be removed from this state and sent to Texas, but I'm not I, I, I totally understand that why they did that. Um, But if you think New Year's Day, you just think college football, those early bowl games in the morning, that standalone Rose Bowl game in the twilight, and then usually the Sugar Bowl or uh, something uh, or the festival or something like that at night, these again, aren't playoff games, they're bowl games, so they don't still have the same, I don't know the resemblance of of some of the the postseason flair there but I I did want to mention my thoughts on what I thought the single best uh days in sports war so uh there is definitely uh, a lot of days 365 days right there's a lot of days that come and go and uh it it's i don't know i i for instance always look forward to oh i'm a big calendar guy when someone will say hey uh whatever april april 4th or april 5th or whatever i'm like yeah that's national championship night in basketball right or hey january 12th wait that's the monday yeah that's probably the football national championship there's certain dates i have in my head that i just know um at least around that time frame i kind of know when when to expect the final four obviously the super bowl in those months some people don't carry that ability in their heads they'll schedule a wedding like during uh i don't know the the world series i'm like Do you not own calendars? Do you not own the internet? Like I can look up, I can look up what you need here. Like, come on now. Uh, Wait, you're going to get married opening night of the NFL season? What are you thinking? I'm going to get in trouble for some of these comments from uh, from my lovely lady and and maybe some other people. But yes, Kara Youth League. I love you. Real Honda Prep. Absolutely love you. A terrible habit of scheduling certain things. (laughs) When there are big sporting events going on, and I know oh, there's always another game, there's always a sporting event on. But can we can we get a, a committee together or something? It doesn't have to be a lot of people, three or four people, maybe one for every sport. Or, or hey, hey, you're in charge of. Uh, NFL and college football. Hey, you're in charge of basketball. Hey, we want to schedule the uh, the care youth league circus, uh, the first month in uh, first weekend in June. What do you guys think about that? Oh, well, Oh, who's our baseball guy. Oh no. Hey, uh, the NCAA uh, baseball regionals are that weekend. We can't do it that weekend. Oh, okay. Like that's all I'm talking about. And I know I'm the lunatic. There's things more important than sitting around and watching a sport, Matt. I understand. I'm just saying, for me, this weekend, by the way, this Saturday, was the first time in, I would say, over 10 years that I was physically able to sit down and watch both games of the Final Four. Let me explain. Typically, I umpire college baseball, and even before that, professional baseball. So professional baseball, you know, that's, those games are always on a Saturday, the, the Final Four, that is. So usually a night game Saturday, so might watch some of the first game and then have to go umpire baseball. When I started umpiring college baseball. Had to uh, usually work at night or, or maybe a day game and I'd miss one or both of the games. 2020, I wasn't umpiring, but they canceled the Final Four. Last year, I'm working at FedEx on Saturday evenings. This year, I was able to, uh, I switched to the mornings. So I still work Saturday, but I was off in time. My point of my story is sometimes it's a beautiful feeling knowing, hey, I can sit and watch or stand, walk around, whatever you want to do. Maybe you want to cook in the kitchen, go outside, do some work, whatever, but have the game on, know what's going on. It was so refreshing to be able to do that. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I can't tell you how many times, again, I'm not here to bad mouth care or real. You guys are my people. I got some some good things to say about you here soon. But there were so many events all the time. I care for youth dinners. Uh, I can't complain about church. Church was wonderful. Uh, but there were just always a fundraiser, always something or this or that. And I'm like, I remember it, my. I had to work on my heart not being hardened. You know, with a lot of things. Like, hey, this is more important. The kids are more important than some Dodger baseball game. Yes, but it's the playoffs. <laughs> anyway, little insight into the mind of Matt Herzmann. Some of you guys are probably like. Man, how come you're not this yet or that yet or whatever? It's because I am a lunatic. I'm a quiet lunatic for the most part. I try to keep to myself. I, I, it took me a lot of work to get out here and get pushed into, hey, do a podcast, especially one on video. I'm like, yeah. But anyway, sports calendar. If anyone, if anyone wants to know, by all means, you can text me, email me. If you guys are planning a wedding or whatever, uh, let me know. And I'll be like, no, 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 not that weekend val is going to kill me by the way because we've already had some of these conversations and she'll bring up a month and my first reaction is like but i've learned to like take one breath think it over and see if you should say the words you're about to say <laughs> oh that's the weekend never mind yeah that sounds good we can do that and i'll bring my little phone like who was it we had a wedding february my buddy jc holt's wedding it was a. Uh, on a saturday mid-february the, yeah, super bowl eve that'll tell you the weekend and at one point i walked over and put my phone and i started it was ufc fight fight card of course and right So i was watching the main event i didn't even watch the whole card just the main event and i got yelled at but whatever it, it, you, you gotta we all gotta do what we gotta do anyway enough of that stuff first time in a long time i was able to sit and watch uh the uh, some of the uh, the tournament uh, or not the tournament, but the tournament yes all all the games before and then the final four and everything. Okay. Uh I want to give props to two athletes from Real Hondo Prep. I know I got a lot of RHP listeners out there for those who don't know. That's where I went to school. I'm very proud of uh my my uh, high school and uh, the great people and the athletes that have come come and gone before them. Uh got to give props to Mr. Gio Ortega uh of the Real Hondo Prep baseball team who uh, was the boys athlete of the week for the 210 Prep Sports Area. Uh Gio of course uh, had an incredible football career uh, at, at Rio, just uh, a touchdown machine. Every time he touched the ball was, uh, was looking to make an explosive play, but uh, Gio had a, a great uh, week of baseball. Let's see what week was this? I think this was okay. This was April 4th. This was announced. So the, the previous week, just uh, last week uh, let's see, he does. Let's see. It was a great article. I posted it on the get home safe podcast facebook page if you want to read it it's not that long but basically just talked about um uh gio ortega's uh great week he had with the rhp baseball team they beat up providence 12 nothing on wednesday and then uh, played them again on uh friday and it was a big comeback the cares were down 12 to 9 in the bottom of the eighth so an extra inning there and they rallied for four runs including a double uh a two-run double um by a teammate Jonathan Guerrero to end up uh, coming back and uh, and getting a thirteen to twelve victory. So in the win, uh, Gio Ortega doubled twice, scored and drove in a game high five runs. That was just uh, on uh, on Friday. Uh, not to mention what he did on Wednesday. So congrats to Gio Ortega on another prep 210, 210 Prep Sports uh, Player of the Week. And we might have a little more Rio baseball talk here, depending on how the season goes. I'll jump on here and and chat about it. But the Rio baseball team is. They're ten and four, four and two in league, uh, trying to fight for a playoff spot. There, Um, a lot of their games are are very high scoring, so uh, a lot of bats on the Rio team. The arms are are uh, well, they're they're working hard. We'll say that. So, uh, another great athlete I wanted to um, mention on the podcast here was uh, I messed up her name before, and I don't want to do it again. But uh, let me see, I want to make sure I uh, get this right. Tatiana four. Uh, had a great performance for the real hondo prep softball team she is their ace pitcher uh, again i don't know much about softball i know that it's similar to baseball uh the girls in my class didn't really love it and uh but the girls currently at real hondo prep are having themselves a great season 11 and 2 overall and 6 and 0 in the prep league so uh it is not just tatiana 4 who is uh, dominating on not on the mound it's the circle right uh they're in softball but uh she is uh, is pitching basically every game that's how softball works and the cares offense the lady cares they are uh they're really putting up uh, some big numbers um offensively so um let me see she was the girl athlete of the week uh march 27th so the week prior to uh geo's uh great performance it was tatiana four who was named the 210 prep sports girls athlete of the week and let's see here. Again, I posted that article on the Get Home Safe podcast Facebook page if you'd like to read it. It's not that long, but I do want to give props to the, uh, the alma mater here. Boys and girls are doing, doing great things. So uh, let me see. Uh, Tatiana pitching. She's a two-hit shutout and struck out uh, eight batters on Tuesday of, of last week uh, two day, or two weeks ago. Two days uh, later, she allowed a one-run on four hits. And another victory uh, for the Cares, nine to one. So a five zero victory and a nine one victory. Allowed one run in two of her starts that week, and you got to some more of the numbers there. She is currently eight and two on the season. This is again two weeks ago. I'm not sure what she did last week, but she's eight and two with a uh, 2.19 uh, ERA. So she has walked 17, struck out 69 in 67 innings pitched, and the Cares have won let's see six consecutive games i thought they were oh no they weren't undefeated in league they're undefeated but uh the real hondo prep softball team putting up some good numbers there and i i haven't uh been to a game i don't i don't know if i've ever seen a softball game except when i was in high school but they've really done well with that field the softball field it used to be the old uh field three i think it still is field three back from the care youth league days but um a uh, great little softball setup up there with some tables and the, the home run fencing and everything. It's a nice little area. It looks like to, to watch a ball game. I've seen some videos and I know there's a lot of proud parents are there out there who are cheering on the cares on the softball uh, diamond. So baseball diamond, softball diamond, pretty close to each other. We will keep you guys updated of how the real Hondo prep cares uh, ball clubs are doing here as we are in the month of April. I think playoffs start in, in uh, May or mid mid May. So it's coming quick. So I hope you guys uh, are, guys are ready and excited for that. Cause uh, I am any, look at, I don't care if it's, if it's a chess championship, if my alma mater, real Hondo prep is, uh, is, is hanging a banner or competing for a title somewhere in something. I don't care. I'm, I'm all in um, again, you, you, the teams you love in pro or college sports, they, you were never really part of them. Maybe some of you guys who played college ball and stuff, but there's still kind of that, that, that tie to where we went to ball, high school, where we played ball. And so I just want to give constantly give RHP some love. And and as a reminder, I'm working on a new podcast starting in the summer where it will be real hundo prep, mostly football. There might be some other other uh, sports uh, trickled in there, but I think it's going to be officially a real hundo prep football podcast. And we may occasionally talk some other real hundo prep sports. So that's the plan. That's the plan for now. I would like your guys feedback on that. If you guys think that's a great idea, you think it's eh, just stick with this. Uh, Whatever your thoughts are, I just I just want it to be a a, a real Hondo only focus, because I know I go off on tangents and talk about other things on this pod sometimes. But I I want that to to be special for uh, for for just the real Hondo prep uh, faithful for the for the fans and families and all that. So that's the plan going forward. So great job to Tatiana uh, for and Gio Ortega uh, out there making uh, great plays and and competing, representing real Hondo prep well. Um, some sad news I wanted to mention nothing I mean it, these things happen this is life um my uncle Steve Horsema uh, my dad's only brother uh passed away on April 1st um uh of this last week um Steve had been somebody who was uh con- in a convalescent home and 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 really put up a a long fight for a long time with his illnesses and um you know all we can say is he hung in there a long time uh, he passed away at 70 years old um again this past week and i mention it just because you know a lot of you guys know my dad and know uh, what a great guy he is and and i will say one of my uh, proudest i guess most proud things i have in regards to my dad is my dad was very loyal to his brother and uh it's not something he necessarily talks about but he saw my his brother almost daily and uh you know, w- watched after him as, uh, as he was struggling, struggling with an illness. And my dad, uh, not to embarrass him or anything, this is all in si- sincerity. He's got a very big heart and something that I- I've carried with me. Try- I'm trying to carry in his footsteps. I hope I can live up to uh, the, the, the foundation he has set for my brother and I. So uh, I want to mention Steve here a little bit. Um, Steve, I don't know all the details. I tried to ask my dad. Steve uh, was influential really Uh, at the Covina First Presbyterian Church uh, here in Covina, California. Um, He was a very talented musician, and he was among, uh, I guess you'd call it a movement, really, of having a little more modern-day music in in churches with guitars and drums and all this and that. Uh, He was a member of Sounds of Faith, one of the founding members, I believe. And if you guys are curious about uh, what that is, by all means, uh, give it a Google Maybe if I get some more info from my dad, I'll, I'll forward that to whoever, you know, want, is interested in finding out, but he, he brought on kind of Steve was a, was a, a big member in that, that contemporary, more modern music, uh, you know, in the, when would this be the 50 in the seventies, um, you know, 50 something years ago or whatever, but, um, very, I know my dad's very proud of, of, uh, Steve for, for that work. And I know, uh, I am as well. So uh, rest in peace, uncle Steve, um, you will be missed. And um, yeah, just thank you for your great work you did with the kavina uh, First Presbyterian uh, Church and the sounds of faith, sounds of uh, faith, excuse me, uh, April 1st of 2022, uh, Uncle Steve passed away. Okay, a couple of other things. Uh, I just... Again, I, I throw these things out here. I write some random things down. Um, the Oscars were last week, right? And a lot of you don't watch the Oscars because you have a lot of better things to do, as do I. And we talked about the slap heard around the world last week, right? With Will Smith and everything. And it's funny what, how people take sides and things. But anyway, I want to I bring up something about the Oscars that I, I thought about as I was seeing a speech or something. And you know, when, when someone is giving their speech at the Oscars, and it goes for a minute or two, and then the orchestra starts playing, first really quiet, and then slowly crescendos it to let the the uh, the award recipient know, um, hey, it's time to wrap up your speech. And sometimes, it's funny, sometimes the later, the the leading actress or the leading actor, they get a little longer than maybe some of the earlier awards, right? Uh, the music doesn't, it's funny how the music only starts for some people, right? But it got me thinking, it would be awesome. If you're having a conversation with someone, uh, you know, or just not even just interactions with people, grocery stores. I bring that up a lot, right? Cause we're all in those lines, but don't you wish guys in life there was a button you had on your hip or something where someone was talking and you could just flip the switch and they'd start to hear music and they would know, Oh, it's time to wrap it up. If they don't get it, turn it up a little bit. Um, I'll be honest. I'll be honest right now. I, I, I thought of it, and and some of you guys will, will uh, call me sacrilegious and smite me down or whatever. But I've thought about this a time or two when people were in the uh, the pulpit giving a sermon, you know, a few times. (laughs) I'm like, all right, you're repeating your points. I got your point. Can we wrap? Let's start the music. Start the music. it was uh, a a teaching lecture i'm giving examples here not just to slam the christianity or anything slam the churchgoers i know how how passionate some people are about their their sermons and they put so much of their heart into it it's a joke guys j o k e start the music there on the uh, the uh, message there when us uh, uh, is speaking i'm kidding i'm kidding but yeah teachers oh my goodness can't tell you how many times um I will tell you, I don't tell you which work it was, what job it was, but I've been a part of a, a different clinics or we'll say instruction where it's like, okay, can someone start the music here? Can we clear the stage? Let's move on here. I'm ready. Maybe some of you guys in your um, arguments with your wives, husbands, significant others, maybe thought about, hey, can we start the music? Some of orchestra, start the music. <laughs> you guys think I'm nuts or what? I know there's people who listen to this, and either you roll, either you find the humor in it that I do, or you roll your eyes, and you just go, "Man, that guy's got to get a life." How, how does someone think of those things? I want you guys to think about that the next time. If this hits you next week or, or a month later, I want you to be like, "Yeah, I wish I would have had an Oscar orchestra to play that guy off the stage <laughs> because he just keeps repeating himself." I don't like giving the Oscars prop. Uh, I, I try to boycott the Oscars. I do see highlights here and there, but I found that funny. And I, and again, I don't think it's, it's uh, whoever's running the clock down there. They're not equal. They're not equal to, uh, you know, some uh, cartoon producer as well as the, you know, the Oscar or the actor in a supporting role, they're kind of inconsistent. So come on, Oscars, you're all about equity and all that, those uh, JV words. So anyway, oscar orchestra i want you to think of that in the back of your head this week when when things uh when something comes up or someone is just dragging maybe you're thinking it right now as i'm talking to you like play the music play play her some off the stage i get it i get it um let me see here a few other things oh you know who i have mad respect for Th- this is just a whole nother level uh look at in and out burger is is fantastic. If you disagree, then uh I don't know what's wrong with you. But most people out there will agree that In and Out Burger is just it's just special. It's different. It's us here in Southern California, it is uh I don't know, it's um it's the gold standard. What I have a tremendous respect for, we've all seen those long in and out lines, right? We've all seen them maybe after midnight, uh maybe you know, when we've all been out doing partying or something, maybe after 10, you know, when it's um after a football game or something, maybe at like I don't know, four, four thirty when someone's trying to beat that uh that dinner rush of people getting off of work. And uh you know the lines are usually wrapped around the building, right? Because it's it's quality you can taste, literally, as uh, is their slogan. But you know who I have just mad respect for? I drove by and I just I I I chuckled, I smiled, I was I even wanted to point out the window and be like, I respect you, sir was the dude at the In-N-Out car line right at 10.30 a.m. Yes, that is when In-N-Out Burger opens up, 10.30 a.m. And they don't have a breakfast menu. That is their kickoff. That is when they throw the ball up. That is when the first pitch is thrown, 10.30 a.m. And most of us eat lunch, right? Maybe the earliest, at 11 a.m. But I got mad respect for the dude at 10.30, that at about 10.20, 10, 10.25, had the presence of mind to one of two things: either, either go to In and Out and be, I'm going to be first in line in and Out. I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get this thing started off right. Uh, or the guy that said, "Oh man, In and Out, can I go there? Is it too early? Who's going to judge me? I can go to In and Out at 10:30. Why not? Why not? We got all kinds of crazy things going on in this country uh, that I won't get into. But what's wrong with going? to In-N-Out at 10.30 in the morning. That would be uh, morning burger phobic. That would be shame shaming. We can't shame people who want to have an in and out burger at 10.30 in the morning. I stand with these people in solidarity. Solidarity. It is your God-given right to go to In-N-Out burger at 10.30 in the morning. And you know what? You should get animal style fries just to show the world that you're not afraid and you will not be intimidated. These are the people I respect. Now, could I go to In-N-Out probably a lot less? Yes, I could. And I'm making it one of my biggest efforts to not do so because In-N-Out's funny. It's, It's obviously fast food, but it's the best quality fast food. And you start to play that game when you drive by and you're like, well, it's, it, it's actually fresh and cooked. Like it's not processed. Like, no, okay. It's not that bad. Okay. Well, no, I just won't get, I won't get uh, animal fries. I, I mean, fries. Well, I won't get, uh, I'll get fries. Okay. Uh, double three by three. three yeah, by three Okay. Protein style, protein style. But let's add a third patty. Let's go three by three protein style. And then animal, no, 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 regular fries. And then my favorite, which is a lot of people do. Uh, and the Diet Coke. <laughs> we I used to make fun of people who did that. Now I'm like, I'm one of them. This is what happens in your late thirties. Uh, and then have you ever done the fast food thing? God, you guys are looking at me in the mat. You got to stop. I know I, 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 I honestly, I, that is one area. I fail in a lot of other areas, um, but I am okay. As far as fast food, like staying away, I can be like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, bread's a little harder. Sugar's not that hard. That's easy to walk away, but fast food is funny. Cause you'll do the thing where, Oh, I haven't had it in a while. You know, you shouldn't, but you go anyway. And then, you know, God's speaking to you when you go and you you go through that Del Taco and you get that in, you get that food and you're looking forward to it. And it's just like, you haven't had it in a while. You're anticipating and you're doing it. You shouldn't do it. You're breaking your diet. Ah, And then it's like cold fries or a terribly wrapped burrito. And it's just like, God speaks to us in many ways. And this picture is as clear as day right, right now. He didn't want you to do this. He's laughing at you. You know, you shouldn't have. Just saying, this isn't in the Bible. I understand, and I'm not. You guys know me. I'm a God fearing man. I can always improve my spiritual journey. I would like to, but it's moments like that where I just, as much as I respect the dude in the In and Out drive through at 10:30, I also, you know, look at myself with shame in the mirror as I eat those cold fries, every one of them. Just can't waste them, and I'm just like, you shouldn't have done this. You're better than this. And and thankfully. That is my lasting memory of fast food for the next you know, month or so. And I'm like, no, nope, last time I had it, I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. And, uh, and uh, anyway, those are some recent experiences I have had that I wanted to point out to you guys. You might find them ridiculous. may think I'm nuts. And that's fine. This is an opportunity for me to jump in front of a microphone, ramble away, not have people looking at me, which I hate. And uh, just push a button. So anyway, there's that. Speaking of microphones. Major League Baseball has officially started their miking up of Major League Baseball umpires. Uh, Ted Barrett on, I think it was Monday night, maybe Sunday, was among the first Major League Baseball umpires to formally give an announcement after an instant replay review. Uh, It wasn't a big mic or headset or anything. It was just uh, an earpiece. He flipped the mic on like an NHL ref or an NFL white hot. And it was uh, pretty simple. After further review, uh, the I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was, uh, it was not a hit by pitch. The angels lose their challenge and the call is confirmed or whatever it was. So get used to that. Um, as you go to baseball games, or maybe if you're watching a baseball game, be sure to have the sound up because you will get an official announcement now of, uh, of what exactly the umpires or the replay crew in New York saw. So they're trying to make it more fan friendly or just give explanations more maybe for the teams out there too. It looks weird, but a lot of things look weird when you officially start them up, right? When you, when you get them going. So it's just another step towards technology. I'm not sure how I feel about it right now. Um, But in some ways for some weird rules uh, I think it will be beneficial, but for the most part, usually it's like, no, he was safe or no, he was out. Um, But again, some things don't fit in some sports like they do in others uh but for now that's what they're doing so uh keep keep an eye on i'm not sold yet i need to see it a few more times to be I, i'm curious what the umpires i'm going to ask around see how they feel about this if uh if you know some of these crew chiefs have been in the big leagues 20 30 years and you know, this is something they want to adapt to or maybe maybe they're embracing it i'm not sure but it looks weird and you know me i'm all about uh, the, the officials, uh, also speaking of uh, officials, there is a, uh, a strong possibility we may have back on the podcast. One of my favorite guests I've ever had on the podcast, kind of a couple months into my podcasting journey here, I reached out to a very successful college basketball referee who I've come across, come in contact with when I was doing instant replay stuff, uh, for the big West. And, uh, he was a, just a phenomenal interview and it was back in. Um, let me see, June of uh, 2020, I believe. And I had on the program, Mr. Tony Padilla, who had worked two final fours at that point. He recently worked the most recent final four and he was on the game Duke versus Carolina. He was one of 11 officials selected for the final four. Three guys obviously work one semifinal, three guys the other, and one alternate uh, is the alternate for both games. So there's your seven. And then obviously the national championship game, three officials plus one alternate. That's how you get your seven guys. So Tony uh, worked the Duke Carolina game. I would love to sit down and uh, talk with him. He's already agreed to do it. So we just got to find time to get it done and hopefully sooner rather than later. So we can have kind of an immediate recap of the, uh, the final four, but one of the best in the business, Uh, I was really had my fingers crossed uh, fingers crossed that he would get that, that Monday night assignment. Finally, that he's uh, been working so hard for, but Hey, there's always next year and the year after. So, Tony Padilla can't wait to have him back on the podcast uh, to have a, an updated conversation after, you know, I've, I've learned to talk a little bit better, not still not great, but I've talked, talk a little bit better with these uh, these interviews. Um, all right. Two things uh, the frozen four is this weekend for those aren't aware of that it's the men's hockey uh, semifinal and final two games Thursday night at two and five thirty, I believe here on the West coast. It is Michigan against Denver the uh, best West coast team, I guess you would call it. And then uh, Minnesota, Minnesota state in the second semifinal Thursday night at five thirty, followed by the national championship on Saturday in the afternoon. So uh, I know you guys probably don't watch much college hockey. I don't either, but I try to watch the frozen four. And again, this year, I'll be able to sit down and watch these things, not have distractions, which is nice. And uh, yeah, after that, usually the frozen four fires me up a little bit more for the NHL, Uh, playoffs and the regular season finishing up the Kings got uh, you know about a dozen games left and they're looking pretty good looking like they're gonna be in the postseason so I'm excited about that now that March Madness is out of the way that's kind of my next wave of sports fandom here for uh, this weekend and then into the month of May with the the NHL playoffs and such so just a brief announcement there and then a lot of people were talking to me about uh, the U.S. Soccer uh, draw in in uh, the World Cup, right? The, the world's game, the way we should always uh, like what the world likes, apparently. Um, so I, I started on a list last week, uh, and actually got some, uh, some reviews, some reviews, some uh, suggestions from some people will to Rico, specifically asking me if I would rather watch uh, soccer. because I told people I said, there's so many things I'd rather watch than soccer. And there, there were some things thrown at me. That it really made me think. So, if you guys are bored and you see something and you want to, again, I love the interaction. You want to email me or whatever. Be like, Matt, would you rather watch soccer over this? Because I'll tell you right now, I, I, I don't care how many people want to watch it. I'm not watching one. Uh, are they are they, co- are they still called seconds? Even though the clock counts up in soccer or whatever, and the games can end in ties and guys fake injuries all the time and blah blah blah. I'm not watching one so- one soccer sex soccer second of uh, the world cup, unless I walk by and it's on on accident. I am that un-American that I will (laughs) not watch a U.S. uh, play in soccer. I guess I got a decent draw. I say that now, but, uh, but watch, I'll probably end up accidentally watching it or something, but I got some questions about, okay, would you watch the Oscars over soccer? I'm like, Oh man, that's a tough one. So, so I, I have to admit there are some things I'd rather watch, soccer then or whether watch soccer than these events and so i started to like justify and be like okay the oscars it's like three and a half hours what's a soccer match two hours i'm like oh that is a tough one i don't like the oscars i hate all those people but uh that's a tough call i was like uh, soap opera soap opera is only an hour i could tolerate i think i could watch a soap opera over watching a soccer match i really could a time is everything so if it's lo- cnn i wrote that down i'm like oh my goodness well you, you you usually see cnn clips i don't know if i can stomach through a whole show of cnn over over soccer uh and you guys are probably all like matt you're an idiot just watch the soccer game the soccer match whatever um the weather channel that's when i wrote down the like, oh, a weather channel like extended say if, if it's something generic, like the weather channel, then it's gotta be a two hours of the weather channel. Like, the, like the soccer game is two hours. So I want to hear more ideas from you guys as to, uh, Matt, would you watch this over soccer or would you watch soccer over this? Uh, Cause I think, I think it's a rich area. Um, Will Tarico, I think he asked me, would you watch the view? I go, absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. Go USA. Go you USA. Go, go, go kick that ball. Go team. Go. I would know uh, soccer all the way. I'd even wear one of those, uh, what are those soccer headbands or something? I don't know. The View. That is, uh, the, the, I, I wouldn't wish The View to be watched by uh, by guys on death row. That is, oh, I can't even say it. Oh, The View. No, no, no. Go soccer. i have definitely watch that. And the Oscars, oh, that's, that's a tough one. Oscars are long. There's some nice music. Oh, I might watch soccer over the Oscars. Keep them coming guys. These are the, I have to struggle with this. Now this decision, uh, thankfully I don't have to make the decision. It's just a hypothetical, but I want to hear from you guys. Let's get some interaction, Matt, real quick, Oscars or soccer. Uh, I would watch the Grammys over soccer. Cause at least there's some like, there's good musical performances. It's a little political, but much rather, rather watch, uh, the Grammys over soccer. Okay. Those are my thoughts for today, guys. I know I'm all over the place. I didn't even get to a few other things I wanted to, uh regarding uh well i'll get to it another day uh, but that's enough i just wanted to jump on here again i try to keep tuesdays at about 45 minutes um just to i know you guys don't want to hear me all night and again you're someone out there's playing the orchestra music right play that o- o- oscar orchestra music matt finish it up so uh i'm gonna do that we do have a guest on friday i've already recorded a couple of uh, different options i'm not gonna tell you yet who i have on but i can promise you. Our guests, the next two, even three weeks, you guys are going to love, whether you are real Hondo prep uh, related or not affiliated, I should say, you're going to love uh, some of the guests we have coming on. We have a guy who was a, a detective uh, in, in, uh, in uh, homicide for LAPD for like 30 years, who was also a football official. Um, that's a, a non real Hondo guy, obviously. Uh, we have uh, potentially a firefighter coming on who may or may not be affiliated with Real Hondo Prep. And then, uh, yeah, a few other guys. There is one person I've already recorded with that I know a lot of people have been pushing me for a long time to get on the podcast. We finally got the recording done and maybe that one will be Friday. I don't know. You guys will have to stay tuned and look on our social media platforms on Thursday for who's coming on the show on Friday. And if you guys listen to these Tuesday episodes, you know, every now and then you might get a hint or or two from me. So ever more the reason to tune in, on uh, on the Tuesday uh, edition of the podcast but Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, check it out on Thursday. I will post who's coming on Friday and uh always look on those social media platforms as well for uh articles and things I post that you guys might find interesting related to real honda prep or to uh, just my overall thoughts on uh, the craziness going on in the world. Enough for me. Stand in solidarity with those who go to in-n-out drive throughs at 10:30. If you're tempted to go to other fast food, don't do it it's a mistake. And what else did I say today? Oscar orchestra music. Think about it and soccer or this. Send me those thoughts, guys. Get them safe podcast at yahoo.com. Congrats to Kansas Jayhawks, national champions for the fourth time in school history. And who will win the hockey national championship this weekend? Frozen four on Thursday, two games, single championship game on Saturday. Be sure to tune in on the ESPN family of networks. I can't believe I just gave them credit. Anyway, guys, we'll see you on Friday. Stay tuned on social media for upcoming information. But guys, as always, no matter what we're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.